0: What's going on everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Primetime Sports Podcast, hosted by Joey Lari. So today I'm going to break down some news across the NBA, break down the last few playoff games for the LA Clippers. Game 2, very close game, they were right in it, just unfortunately didn't really get too much luck towards the end of the game. It fell apart a little bit on defense. They were getting picked apart in Game 2 on defense. They played a drop coverage on defense, which gave way too much room to the Phoenix Suns in the mid-range area. And they really picked them apart. Devin Booker, Chris Paul... DeAndre Ayton, all picked them apart in that mid-range area. And even Kevin Durant as well. Kevin Durant didn't shoot well from three in game two. He was 0 for 4 from three, but he was great in the mid-range. That's where the Clippers really struggled on defense. So I thought, okay, going into game three, make a few adjustments, you're right there, right? You look at that Clippers team, losing on Tuesday night, 123-109. to It was a lot closer than the score seems. The Suns outscored the Clippers 31-22 to in the fourth quarter. The game was closer than what the score said. So I said, okay, make a few adjustments, they'll be right in it. Get ready for Game Three back in LA. Make a few adjustments on defense. Maybe play Robert Covington, which Tyloo didn't want to do for the first two games of the series. I said maybe throw Robert Covington in in there. Very quick hands can cover anyone really one through four, even maybe one through five. It's a small ball five. So I said, why not throw Robert Covington in there? Can help on the defense. Play Terrence Mann a little more, and they'll be fine in Game in Game Three. Right, that's what I was thinking. Right, you look at Game Two. Kawhi Linda at 31 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 3 steals in 38 minutes of action. Just about 39 minutes overall. Russell Westbrook had a very good game, too, after recovering. After a poor game, one where he shot 3 of 19 but played great defensively. And rebounding-wise, he had 28 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks. And it was 9 of 16 from the floor and 2 of 3 from 3 in game 2. So a very impressive game from him. But besides that, Norman Powell 12 points but was 0 of 3 from 3. The Clippers needed more there. If you look at some other guys as well, Nick Batum, zero points in game two, 0 of 4 from three. The Clippers needed more from Nick Batum. That's just a reality. The Clippers needed more from Nick Batum. He was 0 of 4 from three. Bones Highland in game two, six points, two rebounds, and 0 of 4 from three, 2 of 7 from the floor. So 0 of 4 from three for Highland, 0 of 4 from three from Batum, and 0 of 3 from Powell, all from three point 0 of 11 combined there. So the Clippers figured things out a little bit on defense and then hit a few more shots. Game two is a different game. It's a different game. They were right there. Just things just didn't work out. It was a very winnable game, though, and they were right in there, and they definitely made Phoenix nervous. 100% made Phoenix gasp, knowing, oh, we might actually be down 2-0 in this series. There's a chance. The Clippers started out game two very hot. And then just fell apart towards the end of the first half. They were up 49-36 to after Kawhi Leonard hit a free throw. They are up 51-39 with 5.01 to go. So they were up by 13 with 5.32 to go, and we're up by 12 with 5.01 to go in the first half. Then the Suns ended the quarter, the second quarter, on a 13-4 run. And then started out the second half very hot. And that's where the Clippers really lost ground. It was 59-59 at half after Devin Booker hit a huge three. Then to start the second half, the Suns started out on a 12-2 run. 12-2 run. And that was tough for the Clippers to overcome. It was tough for them to overcome. 12-2 run there. And a 12-2 run after you gave up a 13-4 run to end the first half isn't great, isn't ideal, but I thought, okay, you make a few adjustments, play a little bit better at the end of the first half, have a little bit more momentum going into the second half, maybe in game three, and we'll be all right. Do exactly what you did in the first half of game two, except don't fall upon in the last five minutes of the first half, and go into the second half on a positive note. So then, we got the news yesterday before game three, which as I said, I thought they only need to make a few adjustments, maybe switch the rotation a little bit, which Ty Lu is reluctant to do. I thought switch the rotation around a little bit, get Robert Covington more minutes, get Terrence Mann more minutes for defensive purposes, it will be all right, right? It would be all right. Right before game three yesterday, Kawhi Leonard was announced out with right knee soreness, which I guess he suffered in game one, played through it in game one, in game two, but ultimately it was too much for him to try to play in game three, and that's obviously a big loss. Without Kawhi Leonard, that's a huge loss, a huge loss. We don't have him, it's just not the same. It's not the same without Kawhi Leonard. You need Kawhi Leonard on the floor. That's a reality. So I was definitely devastated when I read that tweet. But according to Woj of ESPN, Adrian Wojnarowski, Leonard aggravated the knee in Game 1, played through it in Game 2, and is expected to be day-to-day ahead of Game 4 on Saturday. He was ruled out with that right knee sprain yesterday, and we're not sure what the details are for tomorrow's Game 4, 3.30 in L.A. The Clippers need to find a way to win that game. They were in every single game, which now I'm going to break down Game 3, but they've been in every single game. That's why if they had Paul George Kawhi Leonard, Truly believe the Clippers would win this series in five, maybe six games tops. The Clippers would win this series in six games tops if you had Kawhi Leonard and Paul George fully healthy. I don't think the Suns even realize how lucky they are with both those guys being hurt. They don't realize because the Clippers gave them a game last night without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they gave them a game. And that's why I can be mad about the loss. I can be sad about the loss since I love the Clippers so much, which I, which I appreciate everybody supporting me. Everyone, all my friends know I'm a huge Clippers fan, and I always get a sorry after they lose, and I do appreciate that. It really does mean a lot since everybody knows I'm a diehard fan. But if you look at the game last night, the Clippers only lost 129-104. 124. 129-124. to 124. They only lost by five points without Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. And I thought going into that game, which I didn't get to record a preview, I thought... If you can get a 30-point, 10-rebound, 10-assist game out of Russell Westbrook, you'll be in that game. And the last time Russell Westbrook was handed the keys to a franchise was with the Washington Wizards in 2021. With the Washington Wizards in 2021, Bradley Beal was hurt towards the end of the season. They were far out of the playoff race, and this is the Washington Wizards I'm talking about. They were far out of the playoff race. And what did Russell Westbrook do? Went on an absolute run at one point. Average 26.3 points per game, 13.8 rebounds, 16.1 assists, 1.7 steals with seven consecutive games with 15 plus assists and seven triple doubles in one month. He was Easter Cuts Player of the Month and also had a few performances that included 21 points, 11 rebounds, 15 assists, 35 points, 14 rebounds, 21 assists, two steals, 36, 15, and 9, 25, 15, and 11. Th- this was a 13-game stretch for Russell Westbrook. 36, 15, 9. 25, 15, 11, 25, 14, and 14, 17, 11, and 14, 19, 14, 14, 14, 23, 14, and 15, 23, 14, 11, 26, 14, 5, 16, 11, and 12, 22, 15, and 14, 35, 14, and 21, 19, 19, and 10, and 13, 18, and 9. That all in order is points, rebounds, assists. And I thought, okay, Russell Westbrook is going to take over a game like he did in 2021 when he was the hand of the keys to a franchise and said, okay, please, Russ, lead us. I said, okay, the clip is going to be in this game tonight if Russell Westbrook can do what he did in Washington. The clip is going into this game. Last night had zero expectations. At least the clip is they obviously want to win the game. But I'm talking fans-wise, the NBA world, the Phoenix Suns, even the players on the Suns, definitely took the clip as lightly. And I think the most dangerous team, and I've said this a million times on my podcast and my radio show, the most dangerous team is a team that's playing with no expectations because in reality you've already been counted out so what do you have to lose and that's what the clip has showed last night russell westbrook helped the washington wizards get to the playoffs in the last 23 games of the regular season in 2021 ended the regular season on a 17 and 6 run 17 wins 6 losses averaging 23 points per game 15 14 rebounds per game 14 assists per game and 1.6 steals per game so 23 points, 15 and a half rebounds, 14 assists, and 1.6 steals per game. And then over the playoffs against a uh, it was the Philadelphia 76s in 2021, he averaged 19 points, 10 rebounds, and 12 assists. So I knew Russell Westbrook was capable of taking over a game. That's what he did last night. Even if he had some poor turnovers, which that's gonna happen. Finishing him with six turnovers. Hit 30 points, eight rebounds, 11 assists, a block, three steals. was three of seven from three-point range. 11 of 23 from the floor overall. Five of six from the free throw line. Russell Westbrook gave you every single ounce of energy, sweat, blood, and tears in last night's game. Gave you everything he had in him. Everything he had in him last night. In 39 minutes and 49 seconds of action. Just about 40 minutes overall for Russ last night. Look at Norman Powell. He gave the Clippers everything he had last night, too. After a poor game, too. Recovered very well in Game Three, 42 points, five rebounds, three assists, a block, adding in 15 to 23 shooting from the floor and seven to 12 from three. Very good game for Norman Powell. And after that, besides Bones Highland, who had 20 points, one rebound, two assists, adding in a steal, six to 12 from the floor, two or four from three. The Clippers really didn't get much help scoring-wise. Terrence made a 10.3 rebounds, 3 assists, and 25 minutes of action. Eric Gordon struggled. 7 points, 2 rebounds, 4 assists. Was 0 of 3 from 3, 2 of 6 on the floor. The Clippers needed more from him. Robert Covington did check into the game yesterday, but only 4 minutes of action, no points, 1 rebound, adding in a block. and was 0 of 1 from the floor, which was a 3-point shot. Nick Batum, another poor game from him. No points, 3 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 blocks, adding in. An o of 1 stat line from the floor only took one shot and he's a starting small forward, uh, power forward he's a starting power forward in the NBA they really can't get that little offensive production three points no points and no points I mean you need more out of your starting power forward and I hopefully would imagine that Ty Lue realizes this he's gonna make an adjustment going into game four start Robert Covington start Robert Covington Ty there's no option at this point there's no option you need a guy that can play defense and also score, and Robert Covington's that. If you don't want to stop Covington, I don't really know what we're doing because we're just screwing around. Why sit him on the bench and let him get do not play DNPs? Did not plays? Why let him sit on the bench and get DNPs? There's no excuses anymore. The Clippers need to win tomorrow in game four. They need to win. And even though they lost that game last night, I'm proud as hell of how that team played. I'm proud to a degree I couldn't even describe of how hard they played in that game. Because everybody counted them out and the Clippers just continued to fight in that game. And if you look at it, they lost 129 to 124. And and there were points in that game where I thought, okay, this would be a point in most games for most teams where they'd quit. They're down nine. The Clippers are down eight points with 42 seconds left. Are they gonna quit? No, they're not. They're down nine points with 42 seconds left. Are they gonna quit? No. Norman Powell's going to drill a three, get a free throw, and hit it, and they're down by five with 36 seconds to go. Then they're down seven after two Kevin Durant free throws with 19 seconds to go. They're going to quit? No. Norman Powell's going to drive down the lane and get a layup. They're down by five points with 16 seconds to go. Okay, the Kevin Durant's going to hit two free throws. They're down seven points with 11 seconds to go. They're going to quit? No. Bones Hyman's going to drive down the lane and get a layup, and they're down by five with seven seconds to go. The Clippers did not quit. They did not quit in that game. They didn't quit. And at one point, they were down nine points with four minutes and 11 seconds to go then eric gordon hits a layup then chris Paul Bra- chris paul hits a layup and then eric gordon hits two free throws and down by seven with 330 to go but tory craig hit two free throws after that That were big russell westbrook recovered got a layup after that putting the clips down by seven with three minutes to go then bones highland had two free throws with 207 to go clippers are down by five with 207 to go then deandre Ayton hit, missed two free throws with 145 to go russell westbrook Drives down the lane, gets two, foul, two free throws. The Clippers are down by three points with 144 to go. Before, Torrey Craig hit a big three-pointer to put the Suns up six points with 124 to go. Then, Russell Westbrook drove, got blocked with 118 to go. The Clippers still down by six. Then, Devin Booker hit a big jump shot in the mid-range. Puts the Suns up by eight with 42 seconds to go. And after that, that was really it. But there are points in that game... Where the Clippers definitely could have quit and said, okay, we tried, we gave this a really good game, but this just wasn't on night. But no, they didn't They didn't quit. They didn't quit. They gave you everything they had. The Clippers gave you everything they had in that game. And that's why I can't be mad at them. I really can't be mad, because they really did give you everything they had in the tank. And going into this game, there were no expectations to even be in it. Everybody counted the Clippers out. And I think this is this speaks more about the Phoenix Suns than it does the LA Clippers, because if the LA Clippers had Paul George Kawhi Leonard, this series would probably go five or six games. The Clips would win this series in six games if Paul George and Kawhi Leonard were fully healthy. But in reality, that's not the situation right now. This speaks more about the Phoenix Suns. They don't have the depth. Obviously, yes, Devin Booker had a huge game yesterday. 45 points, six rebounds, three assists, two blocks, three steals, shooting 18 to 29 from the floor, and three to seven from three. Kevin Durant at 26, 28 points, six rebounds, five assists, two steals, and was one of three from three, and eight of 15 from the floor. But Chris Paul, 11.6 rebounds, 7 assists, 1 block, 3 steals, with 5 of 18 on the floor, 1 of 8 from 3. Are they going to talk about the 1 of 8 from 3 and 5 of 18 stat line from the floor for Chris Paul last night? No, they're not on ESPN because it's not Russell Westbrook. They're not going to talk about the 5 of 18 from the floor and 1 of 8 from 3. Only Russell Westbrook gets, it that, gets that disrespect. And that's what makes me mad. That's why I wrote Roof for Russ more than any player in the NBA. Because Russell Westbrook gets disrespected more than any player in the NBA in all of sports. And I think it's personal. I think people actually root for Russell Westbrook to do poorly. They laugh. They love it. And I don't get it. I don't know why we just root against people. But there are fans of teams that aren't even in the playoffs right now and just fans of the NBA in general that root for Russell Westbrook to do poorly. There are sports analysts that root for Russell Westbrook to do poorly. Skip Bayless, Colin Coward. They root for Russell Westbrook to fail, and I don't get it. That's why I root for Russ more than any player in the NBA. And he gave the Clippers everything he had last night. Are they going to talk about Chris Paul's poor stat line? on the herd today with Colin Coward, or undisputed with Skip Bayless and Chin Chop? No, they're not, probably. Because it's not Russell Westbrook shooting poorly, it's Chris Paul, so it's okay to only hate on a player when it's Russell Westbrook. Anybody else? Yeah, it's just a bad night for Chris Paul, it's okay. But it's Russell Westbrook, he wouldn't get that slack. He would not get that slack. And I think this game speaks more about the Phoenix Suns than it does the LA Clippers. Everybody knows the, 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 the LA Clippers, when they suit up and the condos underdogs, they're gonna give you everything they have. And that just was what they illustrated last night in that game you could see that that team wanted to win and even though nobody gave them a shot they believed and that's what i loved about that team that's why i can't be mad about this loss because they gave every single ounce of energy they had in their body did not quit for one second but if it took 45 points from Devin booker and 20 points from kevin durant to beat norman powell and russell westbrook i mean the clip is if they had paul george or Kawhi landed they're winning this series in six games they're winning the series in six games and one thing I have a problem with, with all the Russell Westbrook slander is this. Is everybody talks about Russell Westbrook when he's a bad game and they expect him to do poorly and they root for him to do poorly. But when he has a good game, it's, oh, it's Russell Westbrook. You root for him to fail when he's having a bad game and have the expectations for him to of a superstar, but when he has a good game, he doesn't get the credit he deserves, like he played last night. Won't get the credit for the way he played last night. Won't get the credit for the way he played in Game 2. And what matters most to Russ is winning. A lot of the kids with a stat line is if he wins. So that's just reality. Tough game for the Clippers last night. Hopefully Kawhi Leonard is back in Game 4. But we will see what happens there. I think Ty Lue has to mix things up in the rotation. Robert Covington has to play. He has to play. Robert Covington has to be in the starting lineup. Nick Batum. I love Batum, but he has to lose minutes. He only got 19 minutes of action last night as the starting power forward, and it probably has to be even less in Game 4 in a do-or-die Game 4 in LA. The Clippers are still in a decent position. To be down 2-1 when they could be up 2-1 right now is miraculous. So we'll see what happens in Game 4, but as of now, that's my breakdown of what happened last night in the Clippers game. I'm going to record another episode in just a minute about news across the NBA and some other things. So I will be back with you guys in just one minute. Thank you, as always, for listening. I appreciate it. Hope you guys have a good one. Thank you.